Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope that this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hebrews 2, 14. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood, for only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil, who had the power of the fear of death. <clears throat> I don't know, this morning, there's many different sorts of people watching. This is the greatest morning of the Christian church. Because this is the morning where everything that Jesus spoke was validated. It's grand to say, I'm the resurrection and the life, and whoever believes in me will never die, and though he die, he shall live. It's grand to say that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father except by me. It's grand even to perform miraculous signs, but friends, what validated every promise of Christ was the resurrection. It is God's amen. Uh, I've searched for a quote. I quoted it in the past at Resurrection Sundays, and I couldn't find it for the life of me, but I'm going to try to record it to you. It's a saying that says, All heaven marvels and all hell trembles, but the, the world of men seem to know little about the resurrection. And I do pray that, that as we go just briefly into the Word of God this morning, on this very special morning, but for both Christian and non-Christian, that a revelation of the resurrection will grip your soul. This is the greatest teaching of the New Testament, friends. <laughs> the, great, the biggest enemy, death. And we all fear death. People fear death. People grow up in the, in, in the fear of death, the fear of dying. And if they don't, it means their brain isn't developed enough because it's, a, it's worth fearing. It's an enemy worth fearing. You know, to prepare for old age, to prepare for transition and not be ready for it, it should be a fearful thing. If you don't know where you're going when you die, you should, face, you should fear death because it should provoke you to ask deeper questions of your life. And for even the Christian, many Christians can live in fear of death, not because they don't know better, it's that they haven't got a revelation of the existing truth that they profess. And I want to share with you this morning maybe some areas uh, of the resurrection. As we know, the Savior has accomplished three and a half years of his earthly ministry, 33 years old when he died on the cross. Many wonderful things that happened. His, his ministry went from public acclamation and, and people rejoicing just days earlier for him to eventually a trial, a betrayal and a trial and a crucifixion. And I can only imagine that the disciples, even though they spent three and a half years with him, you know, debt even then that a seed of corn must fall into the earth and die, or else it abides alone. And even though they have all these promises and all these truths, there needs to come a revelation of the power of the resurrection. Because until that moment, friends, it just hangs to somebody else's words. And so Christ begins to reveal himself, breaking forth the grave. I just talked to Patrick this morning. I said, you know, did you realize that, you know, when the women went to the, went to the grave, went to the tomb, you know, they, they saw, they felt that earthquake and they saw the stone rolled away. 
Now, it bothered me, you know. I mean, why on earth would, why would, on earth would God have to roll a stone away? Jesus just transcended through the, through the very tomb itself. Of course, it wasn't to let Jesus out. It was to let us in so that we could see with our own eyes that the first church, the first believers, could have the first taste of the resurrection. Christ didn't. The God didn't need to roll away the stone. It was, it was superfluous today. But it was to let us in because we are slow, slow to understand the magnitude of death being defeated. If this be true, then this is a game changer. Amen. If this be true, it means the resurrection and the life and his words have wide implication for our lives. And they do, friends, because his resurrection means that everything and every promise in him is yes and amen. It is God's amen. The resurrection is God's yes. It's God's acceptance of the sacrifice. It's God's declaration that the war or the division between God and man is over. It means that Christ has bridged a relationship to the veil of his own body. It means that his blood has cleansed us of our sin and we can stand in the presence of a holy God. It means that we can have a confidence living and we can have a confidence dying. The reason I went to my father's bedside is because I knew few men like him that had such a confidence as he approached death. No fear. We were fearful. What are we going to do without our father, my mother? What's she going to do without our husband of 50 plus years? How are we going to get by? But you know what? We had no fear for him. I still have no fear for him. He's a man that stared death in the eye and received it gladly because he knew something greater away—something greater arrived for him at the other side. I tell you a little family secret. There was members of my family who were not walking with the Lord, some who don't know the Lord. And they wanted to stay with my dad a couple of nights beforehand, you know, and uh, put some time in with him. And I, I didn't get to do that. And I said to my dad, so I'm your oldest son. I'd like to spend one the, the last night or two with you. My father was fully cognizant up to a number of hours before he died. Unbelievable. He was shaving himself. He was, going a face, he was doing a FaceTime with Pastor Carter in New York. Only hours before he died, shaved himself with an electric razor and then sang Pastor Carter 15 verses of a hymn that he wrote, <laughs> including the choruses. Amen. So, so full of life. So full of vigor, so full of resurrection. He he died 30, 40 years ago and he gave his life to Christ and he was living. He was already living in resurrected life, you see. And so even though he died, he would live forever. And even though he he, he was alive, he was in resurrection power. It transcends the grave. It moves beyond interdimensional. And I remember my father and I said, listen, dad, I'd like to, you know, whispered in his ear. And he said, son, he said, I know I'd love you to be here too. But I want your other siblings to be here because I want them to hear me praying for them. And all through the night, he would call out every name of his children, every son, every daughter, every grandchild. All the way through the night, my my brothers came and said to me, you know, he was praying for us all night, all through the night. This is hours before he dies, friends. Amen. You can only do that when you have a revelation of who Jesus is and what he has done. And so my father lived. And that's why I brought you to that graveside today, because, friends, it really is something that needs to impact your soul. We have to understand that the resurrection is far reaching into our lives. It's not just about, uh, you know, God. God's amen. It's not just about that the, the sacrifice was accepted. It means that every promise that's attached to the word of God is for you. 
It means you have a guarantee on the basis of the resurrection that I can believe what Christ has said. I can have a confidence that Christ has done. And I think about him being the resurrection and the life. In Hebrews 11, it's a tremendous chapter of faith. Maybe I'll read you some of the verses of that actually. First, reading from verse 32, he says, What more can I say? Time is too short for me to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel, and of the prophets who by faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained better promise, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, gained strength after being weak, became mighty in battle and put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead back to life. I want you to think about that. I'm the resurrection and the life. And of course, when you take a, when you take a deeper meaning to the scripture, you know that that woman has to be the church. I'll tell you, friends, there's many things in our lives that are dead. And sometimes we say they're without resurrection. But when we come to the place of the resurrection, it is to build our faith, friends. It is to build our faith to believe God for something very powerful in your life. What are you believing God for? Where are you at today, Christian? I love Luke 15. I preach it nearly every Easter because Luke 15 is a, is a passage where Jesus speaks three parables. And it's about the, the three parables. Many would have known them or heard them now through the years. One parable is about the lost, the lost coin. Woman has ten coins. She loses one. And, and then another man, the lost sheep. He lives in 99 and goes after the one. And then the lost son, the prodigal son, who goes off and lives in riotous living. And, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's, it's a whole entire chapter given the things that are lost. But it's interesting when you look at the meaning of the word lost, it means dead. It's apoli in the, in, the, in the Greek. It means dead. And the word dead, when you look it up in your dictionary, says no life, no feeling, no longer used, uncharged, subdued, reduced mental liveliness. Oh God, maybe some of us need resurrection. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a, to mortify, to humiliate. Now I want to tell you, friends, the resurrection speaks of not just a future resurrection for you and I, but the power of that resurrection speaks to everything that is in your life that is dead. Amen. That God has a power to raise up those issues in your life. Is there something in your life that has died? Maybe your faith has gone low. Maybe relationships that you thought have died between siblings, between friends. That relationship is dead. That situation is dead. Maybe your marriage is dead this morning. You know, maybe your faith is dead. Maybe you're morally and spiritually dead. You're not a Christian. You're looking in and saying, listen, I'm just a shell of a person. I've had all what this world has to offer and I'm still dead inside. You know, the resurrection power of God speaks to you also. Maybe you're dead in your heart towards, other, towards your affection for other people. But I want to tell you, the word of God says that women restored saw their dead back to life again. God is the God of the living. Amen. He can revive you. He can stir your heart again. He has, he has died, friends, and he is exalted in heaven, risen to the right hand of the Father today, friends. I want you to start considering that if all these claims that he makes are true, then what stops you from believing him for touching your marriage? Maybe you're hearing, you haven't heard the voice of God, Christian. 
You know, last night I lay in my bed and I did my very best uh, listening ear. Have you ever done that? Where, you know, I said, Lord, I haven't heard you for a while. You know, I sense the presence of the Lord, but you know, there's times when it's much more. And, and you, when you're in a battle, and, you know, we've all gone through battles, and I'm sure you're in a battle today. Everyone is. And there's nobody has it easy today. I don't think any. If you just think that we're all swanning around up here in Cork Church without having to fight the, the enemy, then you're, that's not true. But there's a discovery, amen, of the presence of God. And I lay in my bed and I put on my longest and hardest listening ear. I said, God, maybe you're not listening. And I, I did everything to focus in, everything to, uh, eventually so much so I just fell asleep. Woke up the next morning. <laughs> and, I, and God spoke to me in the morning. It's amazing when I woke. He says, now I'm the resurrection and the life. Happy Easter. <laughs> and, I, and I said, in other words, stop trying, trying to hear me and just enjoy my presence and start to walk in what I've said. And as you begin to walk in that, there'll be times where it'll be dull. There'll be times where you feel the skies are like brass, but that's just a feeling. I am, I have resurrected. I broke through the veil of death. I've conquered sin. I've conquered the enemy. He's no legal claim over you. Isn't that awesome this morning? He cannot come in and justifiably say you belong to him when you don't. You belong to Jesus. You were purchased not with the paltry things of silver and gold, but with the precious Let's say it for his precious blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so it satisfies God's heart, friends. Maybe you've lost your appetite for righteousness. You know, God can give you an appetite for righteousness. Maybe your prayer life is dead. I don't pray like I used to pray. There was a time where I would go to the prayer meeting. Nobody had to massage my ego. Nobody had to tap me in the back. No pastor had to be checking up on me. I went there because I had a love for prayer. Maybe that's you today. I want to tell you, God can resurrect in you again the prayer life. Hallelujah. The resurrection and the life. He can do something in the very core this morning. Maybe you've lost your coin. Maybe you're broke. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you, you're financially on your, on, on, on your uppers at the moment or your hunkers. And you're not in a place that you can say it's all gone for me. But can you believe that God can restore your fortunes to you? Can you believe that God will make a way for you even in financial calamity? That's what the resurrection is about, friends. The resurrection is not just a mere fact, and it's not a mere fact, of course. It's an enormous, I'm not dealing with the wider, enormous side of resurrection this morning. I'm dealing with the reality that the promise is attached to Christ's word that says, I will never leave you or abandon you. Foxes have holes, the birds of the air, the Son of Man had no place to lay his head. He went through that for you and for me, friends. But he said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor the children begging bread. And can maybe your faith rise in the resurrection this morning to trust God for your lost coin? Maybe it's a lost son, a son or a daughter that you're giving up on. That you say, it's only getting worse. It's only getting darker, Pastor. They're further and further from the Lord. It's dead. They're so dead in their sin. But again this morning, I am the resurrection and the life. Maybe God, the Holy Spirit, would bring revelation to you that you can have and stand in the power of that resurrection this morning. Maybe you will rejoice like that woman when she lost that coin. It said she turned on a light. 
And I pray this morning that an Easter morning, that this Resurrection Sunday, that a light will go on in many lives today. Hallelujah. That the light of God's word will shine into your hearts and God will just shine upon you today and open your eyes to the reality of who it is that now lives within you. That everything that is in heaven has invested himself into you. That when the Holy Spirit of God came into you, Christian, you didn't get a piece of God, you got all of God. You got all of the presence of Almighty God from the power of the same Holy Spirit. The Bible said the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead shall give life to your mortal bodies. Hallelujah. You're never meant to walk this life on your own. You're never meant to work it out on your own. You're never meant to be taking your problems to your bed at nighttime. You're meant to be laying them at the feet of Jesus. You're not meant to be carrying those burdens. They're too heavy to carry. The resurrection and the life, you bring them to us this morning. That we would clear out foreign thinking from our minds, amen. And that we would clear out myth and, and break the myths in our minds that, that somehow we have to work our way out of our own problem. I want to tell you, friends, God will shine a light into your life. God will speak to you. You will hear the voice of God again. He'll turn on the light, sweep the house clean. And she received it again, the Bible says, with great joy. Oh, Father, how many of us today have got loved ones that are so far from you? And I'm speaking prophetically this morning that you've all but given up. But maybe on this Easter, God would drop something into your heart today that you say, I'm not giving up. He didn't give up. Hallelujah. He went all the way through the cross, all the way through the grave, all the way through the isolation, all the way through the abandonment from the world of men, friends. And I want to tell you, friends, he's not giving up on you today. He says the same power that rose me from the dead will raise up every dead issue in your life. Hallelujah. He will bring family members in. I have this conviction in my heart that even though the days are dark around us and times are awful, it's, all, it's awesome to see what God is doing. I mean, just this week alone, Ben just testified Wednesday night there. The Patrick were downstairs just doing their thing you know, here in church on a Wednesday. A man walks by the door a few times up and down, too embarrassed to knock at the door. And Patrick went out after him and says, can I help you? It ends up him lead, he leads this man to Christ. Phenomenal. Andy came up to me the other day. He says, Pastor, he said, you know, amazing because Andy's running the Portuguese service here. He said, we run this Portuguese service, but uh, one of our first converts was an Irish girl who got saved. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, that's that very day, actually, if her, her boyfriend was a drummer here. She came into service and God saved her. Hallelujah. See, the resurrection and the life. It doesn't matter about lockdowns. It doesn't matter about darkness, friends. It can't keep them down. It can't keep the gospel down. It can't hold them. The grave couldn't hold them. Do you think COVID can hold them? Do you think governments can shackle him? Do you think that the powers of the darkness can stop the advancing of the church of Jesus Christ? Not at all, friends. Are you ready to believe God? That's the issue. Are you ready to take the most phenomenal evidence? And it is. It's the conviction that kept every one of those apostles and for all of them, bar one, I think, to go to a martyr's death because they saw him, friends. 500 of them saw him at one time. He's, he appeared to the disciples and many times after that, friends. The Emmaus Road, uh, the woman at the graveside. It starts to trickle down. You know, friends, the trickle-down effect takes a little bit of time, doesn't it? And for you and me, sometimes we have to hear and rehear again the magnitude of what God is telling us. Sometimes these, these thoughts are so high, they're above our own thinking. But by the grace of God, we can arrive at godly thinking, amen, by saying, oh God, let this mind that is in Christ be also in me. And oh God, help me at to have an understanding of the season. Free right to believe God for resurrection in our life. 
I said it's, it's an inheritance of the people of God. You and I have every right to stand in faith. You and I have every guarantee because of the resurrection of Christ to believe God for the most impossible situations. Hallelujah. Things that you said are dead and gone and there's no hope for them. Uh, even for your own life. Even though you might be dead in your, in your emotions. You know, there's some here, you've been so emotionally wounded. And you've been wounded even in the house of Cork Church or another church. And you've been wounded by friendships that didn't really work out the way you wanted them to work out. And you think, it's, I'll never love again. I can never give myself the same way to people. You want to know, you know, and, and it, it can, it's, it's a death inside in you. It's not who you were. It's not the sort of person that you were even when you came to Christ. And you've journeyed many seasons like that. And I'm speaking to many, I'm sure. Because none of us have a monopoly in that sense of feeling. That we were so hurt that something died in my heart. Something died in me towards others. Something died in me towards the work of God, the people of God. I want to tell you this morning, lift up your eyes to heaven. Because the resurrection and the life can bring back that love again. He can bring that, back that warmth in you. That emotion that is missing. That sense of belonging. That sense of Christ-likeness. That sense of tenderness. That Indeed, even that loving feeling, friends. You can't lose it. But he can restore it. That is the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Will you believe this? As I said, the apostles did. Paul did. The resurrection was the proof and the confidence of the apostolic fathers. A proof that kept them solid and believing till the very end. If Christ died and rose again, then there is no problem, no circumstance, no situation that cannot be resurrected. You have to believe God with me this morning, brothers and sisters. His love is all over you. He's the never-changing God. Turn on that light. Open up your heart. Believe God for the prodigal to return. Believe God to restore that lost sheep today because he's the restorer of those things that are dead. He is the one that resurrects them through his power. And oh God, this morning as we, Lord, rejoice, Lord, in this Easter Sunday, as we rejoice, oh God, with the believers all over this world, oh God, we would also ask you, God, that in our hearts a resurrection would happen again for all the things of heaven. Resurrect our hearts, Lord, for all the appetites that you would want us to have, Lord. Resurrect our hearts, O oh God, to think the way you think, O oh God. For many have been buried, O oh God, under disappointment. Many, Lord God, have, Lord God, lost their sense of energy, O oh God. Lord, many, Lord Jesus, have no life, no feeling. They no longer feel charged, O oh God. They even feel that their mental liveliness, Lord, and I say this in honesty, Lord, many, Lord, even their mental awareness has so died, Lord God, because of the pressures of life, because of the disappointments of others and themselves. And so, God, we come before you this morning, and we ask you, Lord God, that, Lord, as they close their eyes and bow their head before you, Lord, that they would receive a touch from heaven. I pray for husbands to love their wives and wives to love their husbands. I pray for the war between siblings to be over, Lord God, and restorations to be made, Lord God. I pray for that one, Lord Jesus, that feels, Lord, I've been so prodigal and so far gone. I pray for that lost sheep today, O oh God, that seems so dead, O oh God, so lost, O oh God, so far from you, Lord. That son the same way, Lord God. Lord Jesus, Lord, dead, but not beyond resurrection. And so I ask you right now, Father God, as we are on this most sacred day, on this most wonderful day, Lord Jesus, I come before you and I ask you, Lord, to release a revelation of the resurrection. That, Lord, it will indeed raise a hallelujah.
It will not be a song that we sing, Lord God, out of just singing purposes, Lord, but it will be a song that would come from the very core of our hearts, O oh God, that we can say, hallelujah, it, debt is, it's not final, O oh God. You have won the victory, Lord Jesus God. Lord God, for all those, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, have lost their ability to read the Bible. There was a time, Lord, when they could read and read and they loved reading the Word. Now that has died in them, Lord. I pray you will resurrect the hunger for your Word. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. For those, Lord, this morning, Lord, that their love for the lost has died, oh God. They become so consumed with their own lives, they don't know how they got caught up in themselves so much. But they're lost and their burden for lost people died, oh God. And they know it, Lord. We know it when these things happen. But I pray you will resurrect again a love for lost people. A love for lost people. Lord, even some of us, Lord, were our love is nearly dead for you, Lord. It's nearly died because of our sin because of our hardness of heart, oh God. We're just about hanging on. We are the flickering candle in the wind, Lord God. We're the, root, the reed that is bending under the weight, Lord, of our own sin. And just about hanging in there, Lord God, I pray the resurrection and the life right now, Father, that men would cry out to you again, Lord, that you would restore the broken down wall, oh God. You would build the faith again in people, that the woman, the church, would receive her dead, that we would have a testimony of Lord, the truth of the resurrection, not just a historical fact, but a living reality. Every area of my life, I can trust you because you conquered everything, Lord. You are who you said you are. You did what you said you were going to do. And now you are exalted at the right hand of majesty. And Lord, we come before you this morning. And we just come before you in honor. We come before you in awe, in reverence. And we come before you needy. And we say, oh, Jesus, breathe upon us again one more time. We believe you. No more doubting you today, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. We honor you. Hallelujah. We bless you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I want to pray for dead churches this morning. It's easy as a Christian to stick our tongue out at other churches and say, they're dead, they're, they're, they're lost, they're dead. Be competitive in our heart towards other believers. But I believe in the Holy Spirit this morning that we should pray for a resurrection and a revival of the Church of Jesus Christ. And to believe God that the small fellowships and the small hamlets and believers, wherever they be in houses and homes gathered around this city of Cork and around the nation of Ireland, would experiencing a resurrection power. That the light of the gospel will go forth in shining in bright lights from so many areas of our city. Father, we come before you, Lord. For those, Lord, that are just hanging in there, Lord, those churches, Lord, their, their lamp is just dimly burning. Oh, God, this morning. Come on, pray with me at home. Pray for the church. It's the bride of Jesus. It's the body of Jesus. It's the one that he died for. Remember, it's the people that he loves. He went to Calvary for us. And we would need to pray that the resurrection life will come into the church again. The resurrection power will come into them again. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God, I pray the promises would be yes and amen, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for this beautiful time of the year, Lord Jesus. The beauty of springtime. Lord, you have not just written the promises of the resurrection in books, Lord, alone, but upon every leaf of spring. 
And I just pray, Lord God, as we look to the creation around us, Lord, and the beauty of it, Lord, we will see a God who's in control. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Wherever you are at home listening, wherever you're listening from, the resurrection is not merely the satisfaction of God, the passing. It's all that, friends. But the implications are far wider. Don't call it dead. Don't call it dead. God can revive it. God can resurrect it. Don't live with a mentality that defies the reality and the revelation of what the resurrection means. Don't live like that because it makes a mockery of the actual physical resurrection of Christ. It indemnifies his word. It says everything he said to you was true. His provision, his power, his long-suffering. And so you need to switch off that negative thought in your head right now and you need to come with me. And you need to stand at an empty tomb and look in and say, it's true, he is risen. And everything he said to me is right. And I'm going to rise again and I'm going to believe him. And I'm going to trust him because the just shall live by faith. And regardless of how you feel, feelings is not what it's about, friends. It's about the facts of this. And even if the feelings are gone, say, oh God, I'd like those feelings to return. I had, was a time I had a lot of feeling. I'm a touchy-feely person. I don't like not feeling. That's okay. Not wrong with that. Actually, I think that's really, I think that's very nice. I think it's nice to have feeling. I think it's nice to feel emotion, not be driven by it. And maybe God, you bring back those emotions again. God, you do something. Do something, Lord. Bring me back. Revive in me. Resurrect in me. Touch my family. Touch my life. In Jesus' precious name, on this, the most glorious day of the Christian calendar, all heaven marvel, all hell tremble. But the realm of men seem to take little notice of the power of the resurrection. Take notice this morning and lay a hold of it by faith. And as you lay a hold of it by faith, the power of God will visit you in the most mightiest of ways, friends. And you will stand behind pulpits like this wherever you are. Your pulpit might be a, work, a workstation. It might be in a schoolyard. It might be in a college. It might be driving your bus if you're a bus driver. It might be a police officer somewhere. It might be a housewife talking to a neighbor at your pulpit and you will declare the resurrection power of Christ and the testimony of Jesus and the world will know that he's alive. Hallelujah. Andy, come up and close us up. Actually, no, do you mind if I, Brother Hamp, would you close us in prayer? I know you haven't prepared for us. Andy, I know you're ready. God bless you. Hallelujah. As Pastor Hamp is going to come, he's going to pray. I know a powerful prayer. He's a man that's broken, a man that has known the touch of God in his life. Thank you, Jesus. Stay with this prayer, friends, because it's not over yet. It's not over till we say amen. And God is going to augment this word into your heart, I believe, through this prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You, Jesus. Let's pray together. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I thank you as your people. We stand before the
the mouth oh, of an empty God. tomb. Oh, God. And in the silence of that tomb, we are hearing a message oh, God. of hope. Oh, God. We are hearing oh, God. a message of grace. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. We are hearing, Lord, in the proclamation oh, of a Jesus, Jesus. tiny, empty chamber. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. That you are alive. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Lord, this morning we visit that tomb in our heart. We visit that yes, tomb. Yes. The memorial. Yes. The rock of our faith, the yes. foundation. Thank you, Lord. Of everything that causes us to stand in this world. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And Lord, we rejoice in oh, that garden that it's empty. Oh God, oh God. We lift our hands and we oh, rejoice. God, Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, yes. That you are no longer there. Hallelujah, Lord. That you are risen. Mm. And you are risen with power. Mm. You are risen with authority. Hallelujah. And Father, you are seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And that same power that hit you that morning and brought you into oh, the springtime yes, of that Jerusalem morning oh, and the God. birds began to sing and the <laughs> soldiers began yes. to run. Yes. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Is ever yes. towards us. Hallelujah. God, it is towards yes. us as it says in Ephesians yes. that that is towards us and yes. that resurrection yes. power yes. is here for us this morning. Hallelujah. hallelujah. That hallelujah. it is not dormant. Yes. That it is not forgotten, but it is ours by inheritance. And Father, right now, as your son, right now with many sons and daughters, we rise up in faith, Lord, and we say our inheritance is life. Our inheritance is what you experienced that morning. Father, you promised to quicken our mortal bodies. You You promised to raise us up. You You promised God to come and to lift us, Lord, but we can't lift ourselves. You promised to be there, Lord, in our situations that are, Lord, that are beyond hope to give hope again. So this morning I'm asking you, Father, for Easter miracles. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. That your power is not relegated to a garden in the Middle East 2,000 years ago. But, Father, it is here. It is now. It is present for us. And, Lord, I pray that it would be released this morning in the lives of so many that need it. Yes, Lord Jesus. That, Father, that you would raise hope, you would raise lives to life again. That you would breathe into the breathless. You would raise up those things that are dead. Hallelujah. And we would experience resurrection. We would experience life. And we would lift our hands and we would praise a living God, a living Savior. And we would give him glory for all that he has done. We worship you, our living Savior. Touch lives. Bless people. We We love you this morning, Lord. We bless you. We thank you that you're alive. Hallelujah. 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 We rejoice in you this morning and we bless you. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Hallelujah. Amen. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Happy Easter, everybody. Have a wonderful day with your families. Don't forget the word of God to you. If God has been speaking, which I believe he has been, don't harden your heart and don't lose the sentiment. Don't lose it with a dinner today or with family. 
but cherish it in your heart and walk and think about it and meditate and let the word of God sink deeply into your spirit because the next 12 months friends is going to be a time of tremendous harvest for you a tremendous bountiful harvest for you in Jesus name hallelujah God bless you Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website. It's www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.